Hello and welcome to Hiccup, the podcast series that explores all things parenting and mum life. I'm Jen, aka Irish Mama Buys, and each week I'll be joined by a special mum guest. We'll have a chat, we'll answer some of your listener questions, and just have some fun. So sit back, relax, if possible, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show. In this week's episode, I talked to Bethan O'Reardon. We chat about how Bethan's journey as a psychotherapist has led her to working with people and help them navigate the world of parenting. We chat about the challenges we face on a daily basis and how we can learn to put things into practice to help us along the way. Bethan tells me about her clever and beautiful new journal and how it can help people realize what they need and achieve it. A great chat with plenty of fun, insights and lots of laughs. Okay, hello and a big welcome to Bethan to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. I've been following you now for a good while on Instagram and loving all your loving all your posts and your reels and everything. (laughs) I'm mad for a reel. I just find the reels so funny. But I'm I'm kind of new to Instagram. I'd say like I set up my account maybe a year ago or something because I just couldn't get my head around it. And now there's no stopping me. I just think the reels are so funny, you know, yeah. and it's a great way to get like a message across as well in like 15 seconds about like, it's all right. You're not going to totally ruin your kids' lives. It'll be fine. You know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, sim- simply put. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice way to get a message across in like a fun way. And yeah, it's creative kind of way. It's lovely. I think so. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, brilliant. So tell me a little bit about yourself then, Bethan. So I'm a psychotherapist and I specialize in parenting support. I'm a mum of three. My kids are 10, 8 and 7. It's really hard remembering your kids' ages, isn't it? I mean, like, I know I know them. <laughs> Don't ask me their date of birth. A bit, um... <laughs> so yeah, so that's me. Uh, and, and, and my work is all about empowering parents to be the change that children need. So helping parents respond to their children's emotional world. Um, So if if the parents aren't sure how to deal with their own reactions, because, you know, if we're being honest, a lot of parents come and they say, I just can't stop shouting or I know I'm not saying the right thing. I know I'm not helping. Um, So we explore that and we look at the child's emotional stuff as well, maybe you know, a child is having difficulty with anxiety or separating or I don't know, it might be mealtime, bedtime, whatever it is. We create a plan to take the stress out of it. That's brilliant. It's it's so relatable because I think we all have those moments where we're maybe shouting or something and then you feel so guilty. But yeah, sometimes you just you don't know what to do. Yeah. And you see, it's all part of it. You know, this is the thing. I mean, I met a lovely lady yesterday in my practice and she was saying kind of like, I just can't believe that this is me as a parent. You know, she's like, I can't believe that all these things that I didn't like about my mom and dad say or all the things I don't like about other moms or whatever. You know, for being honest, we see other moms and sometimes we see someone shouting. And, you know, now I can say to myself, God, they're having a really hard time. But I think before I had kids, I probably did judge. Yeah. Like, I will never do that when I have kids. But you see, what happens in parenting is that it's like anything in life. You know, we don't know how we're going to be until we do it. 
And and and, and what happens to us is is that we create we recreate our parenting default mode. You know, so uh, we we already have imprinted within us a set of genes and a set of DNA and a set of patterns for parenting, mm-hmm. but we didn't choose them. They just trickled down the generations to us. So then when we have a small child in front of us, we just, we, we keep recreating these patterns. And then we're like, oh, well, actually, hang on a minute. This isn't how I want to be at all. And it's a great opportunity for change. You know, it's, yeah. a, great, it's, a, it's a great light bulb moment of like, okay, I can be the change. I can stop shouting or I can start giving myself an easier time or, and and I think what's really hard at the moment is that, like, I think, you know, parents are kind of caught in this kind of limbo because they don't want to, you know, say when I was growing up, it was okay to smack your child and now it's illegal, you know? So, I mean, I'm I'm not saying there's loads of parents out there hitting, you know, hitting their kids, but it's kind of like, we know what we're not supposed to do, but there isn't really guidance for what we are supposed to do, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of like, ah, what do I do? You know, and and, and and I think and then I look at like my mom, you know, she was born in the 1950s. She was born just after the war. She remembers rationing. So her experience of being um, a child was recreated in me. But we're talking like, I mean, you know, luckily I don't have the threat of war or the threat of no food or, yeah. you know, so, so it's like a real difference. So, but, you know, so my parenting pattern that was inbuilt in me was all those things, scarcity, war, food, death, you know, and all. And my mum recreated all this fear in me. Yeah. But of course, my sphere of parenting now is so different. So there's lots to work through for parents, right? Definitely. <laughs> and naps and sleeps and eating. And you know, then there's all the practical stuff to work through too. I know. Like whenever I, my mom was kind of born in the, the late 50s as well. And then whenever I think back to my childhood and it was just kind of like simple and I, you know, I think parents back then weren't overthinking things too much, but now like everybody like has an opinion on every single aspect of, of parenting. It's so hard. Yeah. And I think you make a great point. I I think, you know, awareness is like a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because it's like, now we know, and there's all these ideas and the theories out there and it's like, well, that's fine. But how, what does this practically mean on a day-to-day basis for me and my Mm -hmm. parenting? You know, so I think all this awareness about brain development and emotions and I think it's fine and it's probably helpful in some contexts. But yeah, you know, it's the practical action bit that people are kind of stuck with. You exactly. know, and most of the time it's relatively easy to change something or to make a plan around something. It's yeah. just we need to know what to do, you know, and then it's like, OK, well, I'll do that now instead. Exactly. Yeah. I I remember um, I saw somebody actually yesterday talking about the leaps and stuff that the kids go through Mm -hmm. whenever they're whenever they're really small. And I remember reading all about this back then and just thinking, I've never heard about this ever. And then you you kind of blame stuff on, okay, they're just going through a leap now. And then then you'd be like, okay, but what do I do? (laughs) I know it's a leap, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, like when my when my oldest was really small, and my best friend had a baby, uh, like three days after him. Okay, so they were very close in age, and she was really clued in like that. She had a book about the leaps and all this stuff, and she had never heard of it. I didn't know yep. what she was talking about, and she was like, "Well, they're going through a leap right now," and I was like, "Are they? But what do I do?" Yeah, you know? exactly. Okay. 
So, I mean, we're still not sleeping. What do I do? You know, <laughs> it's like, that's great. You know, exactly. so it is very hard. It is very hard. And I think a lot of the time in parenting, we're looking for a solution, but it's probably the answer is probably just hanging out in what's going on and always surrendering to being mom or being yeah. dad. You know, if you're, a, you know, um, I think it's always that idea of, surrendering to okay well this just is it now how do I make this the best it can be for me exactly you know and because there is like especially now you know before we came on we were just talking about kids being at home and now of course there's more emphasis if your child is a little bit sick you know Mm -hmm. maybe a few years ago you might have sent them in anyway but now kids have to be at home more you know and there is a bit of like oh god I you know how do we create space for you as a person within that as well so and I think it is surrendering to it and saying okay this is it yeah how can I make this work for me fantastic yeah that's that's a really good point because it's so true we just see like everybody pointing out all the different things but then we don't actually know what to do about them (laughs) yeah yeah I think so and I think the important thing for parents to remember is is that they are number one Mm. you know like so whatever you need as mom or you need as dad or care or you know whatever you call yourself you have to look after your needs first and and of course it doesn't mean we kind of leave the kids lagging behind us and needing and wanting but in you see the person at the top of the family as it were like in in the authority position and I, I don't mean this in like a punitive way but of course somebody has to make the decisions around what you know what we're yeah. eating when we go to bed you know there has to be an adult who takes charge that person creates the emotional tone for the family so you know families work in a series of emotional systems so what one feels they all feel mm-hmm. you know and, and 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 so this is why and, and sometimes when I say that to parents they're like don't say that that's too much pressure and I'm like but well, this is happening anyway the same as night follows day and that that will keep happening whether we want it to or not that, that that's life and this is the same as well and and, and, and I kind of say it hopefully in an empowering way and an encouraging way for parents to really focus on themselves. And if they need to stop, then stop. Mm-hmm. If you need to get a takeaway or pop a pizza in the oven, if you haven't got the money for a takeaway, if you need to have beans on toast a couple of nights in a row, yeah, do it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or and, and run away it. to your mom's like me last night. Run away <laughs> to your mom. Yeah, that's it. But but literally that is it you know like what do you need and and the kids will always be fine if the parent is fine then the kids are fine Mm. and when I say fine it's not like we're never allowed to have problems or (coughs) be up or be down or be in between it's that we know or we're actively working towards helping ourselves when we're in that place in our life you know so you know today like I feel tired so I'm gonna lie down on the couch for the afternoon and the kids will come home and we will do homework and watch a movie but I will be looking after myself you know yeah and they will be fine they will be fine yeah I I can totally relate to that like the setting the like the 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 emotional tone of the house if 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 mom's off form then everybody knows it like even if I don't say anything it's just it's like utter chaos around me <laughs> and it's just like yeah. they sense it. Yeah, they absolutely do. And, and and this is where, you know, like, you know, you hit the nail on the head. They absolutely do sense it. 
you know, it's as simple and as complicated as that. And my kids are older now, so I might come down the stairs and they might say, um, you in a bad mood, mum? <laughs> and I say, does it seem like I'm in a bad mood? Kind of <laughs> laughing and they're like, um, well, you're not really talking. <laughs> I, say, I say, yeah, this is the better option for all of us right now. <laughs> you know, and we can kind of laugh about it because they're a bit older. And they yeah. just know that like, you know, that morning I might need a few minutes extra just to wake up. Yeah, but and, and, and I think this is where it's very hard having a toddler or a baby or a smaller child because they... I mean, not that I expect my kids to like give me emotional space, man, but they just know like, you know, we will just have breakfast in kind of amicable silence that day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and this is this is life, isn't it? Relationships are I, I can't talk to you all the time. Yeah, just give me a moment and I can. And and I think it's very hard with toddlers because they don't get that. And there is this relentless, you know, uh, I need you. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That can make it trickier whenever you're not feeling yourself. And then you've just got like this question after question after question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's totally exhausting and it's totally tiring. And I think in those, you know, in, in, in those situations, it's really important that parents try and find the things that allow them a mental break in the day. Mm -hmm. So even like every two hours, just sitting down and having a cup of tea, you know, and, and, and kind of like, you know, just saying to the child, I'm just stopping and having a break now. And and it might last five minutes, you know, yeah. but those five minutes are golden. And then you kind of can keep building on that, you know? Yeah, I can so relate to that, sitting at the table. Yeah. Always just having five minutes here to drink your tea, okay? <laughs> yeah, but it's really important because, you know, as, as much as we love children, they, they need help understanding what relationships mm-hmm. are because they can't then go into school and be sitting on the teacher's desk chatting to them all day. You know, they need yeah. to know kind of like, no, no, we're separate people and I'll chat to you in a moment, you know, or I'll be with you in a moment. And and, and it teaches the kids, oh, OK, OK, this is this is OK to not be in demand all the time. Yes. You know? so, Yes, and enjoy that cup of tea at the table. <laughs> and so you've been in psychotherapy for a long time. Were you always in like the parenting side of it or did that come when you had kids or? That came what? when I had kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So I started off my 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 working professional career, started off working in the field of addiction. So I worked in the homeless and addiction services in the UK in a needle exchange clinic. And then I worked over here in Ireland and Dublin. And then I moved to Cork because we ran out of money to live in Dublin. Well, where we wanted to live in Dublin anyway. You sure. know? We, wanted, we wanted to live in Dublin 6 and Dublin 6 didn't want us to live there. <laughs> so <laughs> we got all the messages. So, um, so we moved to Cork and we have a lovely life here. And then I, I guess... I became a parent before we moved to Cork, but I was really amazed at what happened to me when I became a parent. Mm. So I'd already worked in the well-being sector. I, I was, re- I thought I was really like in tune with myself and I knew who I was and what I was doing. And then I became a mom and I really changed and, and not for the best. You know, I remember them handing, I had a really horrible birth with like oodles of intervention. And he came, he came three and a half weeks early, which isn't crazy early, but at the time, my life was was not in balance. I know this now. I thought it was. Isn't mm-hmm. it weird? Do you know, you think, oh, my life is in balance. And you look back and you think, what was I doing? Yeah. Which is why I think therapy is really good. Like I go for therapy myself every two weeks, partly for my job and 
partly because I want to yeah like I do want to but I kind of have to as well yeah Um, but it's just great to have someone else to reflect your life back to you that's not your partner because you don't want to hear it from him you know (laughs) and you know this kind of objective person who you trust who you can just talk through your life choices with so then I came home with this baby and I was really angry and I was really anxious and I was really upset. I like, I couldn't be with him in the room. And then I didn't want to not be with him in the room. You know, like it was just like really complicated yes. kind of stuff. And then I realized that um, I know through my work, I, I went back to therapy to explain what it, what earth happened to me. It's like I had a personality transplant. Now my husband would say I didn't, but I felt like I did, mm. you know, and that's the big difference. And then I really got into learning about parenting and what happens. And you see, when you give birth, your brain recreates the attachment that you had to your mum. So I know that my mum suffered with postnatal depression when she had me, which I know isn't her fault, mm-hmm. but to be the receiver of that is difficult, you know. So I know, so I had to I had to work through that, you know, and, yeah. and that's what happened with me and my baby was like, oh, I, I, you know, all, all these feelings of feeling abandoned and lost and alone was how I felt as a baby. So I just had to repair it. And again, if anyone's listening who thinks like, oh, shit, like, God, this is what, what am I doing? This isn't your fault. And I can't impress enough how much this isn't your fault. I didn't ask for this to happen. I didn't choose for that to be my childhood experience. But it was like the hand that life gave me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's something really lovely in knowing this isn't my fault, but it's my responsibility. And it's really empowering to know, oh, I can be the change for myself. Amazing. And then you see what happens is as your child grows up, you're, you're obviously we can't remember everything that's ever happened to us mm-hmm. in our life. We'd be like even madder than we all are now, you know. <laughs> and so what happens is as your child grows up, your body releases memories of being that age. So this is why I'm, I, I continually try and keep on top of myself in therapy, because when I'm talking to my 10 year old, you know, my brain is releasing a memory or my mind, I don't know, we'd get into philosophy if we went down that road. But, you know, like it releases a memory of how it was for me at that age. Mm-hmm. So this is and, and so this is where um, I'm really fascinated by parenting, because you know, there's all this stuff coming at us and then you've still to get them dressed and out the door to school, you know. Oh, <laughs> tell me it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that so that's like how I got into parenting, really. And and then um I, I you know, I, I have my parenting membership online where we, you know, we meet and I get guest speakers in because parenting is about really just keeping moving forward as a person. So that's how I got into yeah. it long story I guess no it's so cool though and is it now are you working exclusively in the kind of parenting side of things or are you working with other people as well yeah do you know I see who comes who 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 contacts me you yeah. know like I, you know this week I I used to work with teenagers a lot so I used to work in um Pieta House which is like a suicide and yeah. self-harm prevention center so I was a therapist there for a while and um so you know this week I've I've met a couple of young adults teenagers who are struggling with self-harm thoughts or actual self-harm plans or actions um but I'll never turn anybody away you know like it doesn't have to be parents you know just anybody who's looking for psychotherapy support is really welcome brilliant and nowadays like 
I see that mental health is so kind of in, you know, it's the hot topic and like people are less afraid to talk about it and there isn't as much of a stigma around it. Do you, have you seen that change a lot as well as a psychotherapist? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. But I, I think though, you know, people talking about mental health is great and it's helpful. But again, I'm interested in the action piece. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm interested in the, well, what can we do? What can we do as individuals? What can we do as parents? What can we do as a society, as a community? You know, and, and I, I think, you know, I, I like that people talk about it, but I'm more interested in the action part of how we can support people yeah. to support themselves to yep. get through it. You see, COVID has been so devastating because as humans, we're a species, okay? And we're meant to be together. That's kind of what being a human species is all about. And the more that we're separate from people, the more that triggers our biggest threat system inside of us because the, the biggest fear, and, and, and it's not like a conscious fear, it's like a real primitive fear, but the biggest fear is being isolated and being on the outside and being alone. Mm-hmm. And this is where COVID, I think, has just put a rocket under all of that stuff, which is why, again, I set up you know, my I, I um first of all, I set up the free group um on Facebook, Cam and Confident Parenting, just as like a place for people to come and hang out. It's like a community of parents who talk about this, that, and the other. And then I set up the membership as well for people who are looking for a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and I think it's so important. I always think during lockdown, the people that really came into their own were gamers because they had their online community anyway. Yeah. You know? They were like, well, I've got all my community around me. And I, I think, wow, we could learn a lot from this. So true. You know? um, so I, I think I think this is where COVID has been devastating because we need community, even, even on like a really simple basis, like you know, having a podcast like this, you know, it's lovely to listen to a familiar voice once a week. Oh, well, she's back again. I'll listen. Yeah. You know, I think it's so important. So important. Exactly. I know I, I, I took up so many different hobbies and <laughs> things yeah. during the lockdown just to keep the brain going and going, you know, yeah. um, but I always did during the lockdown. I always just felt so terrible for people like older people that were alone or you know single parents and just must have been so so hard yeah I think so I mean yeah absolutely there's almost like no words is there which is so so hard yeah and then people were very quick to judge and you know about people breaking the rules sometimes or you know things like that but I'd say some people just didn't really have a choice sometimes you know yeah and I'm pretty sure that your mind wins over any rules that there are around anything you know like I'm pretty sure exactly you're having you know if you're having a really rough time you're allowed to go and meet someone for a cup of tea you know it's like it just doesn't make sense if you're not Exactly. You know, and and I think, I think even the the powers that would be, I can't imagine the guards would come and arrest you for that. Yeah. You know, and and, and I I think it's like, um, like a damage limitation, isn't it? You know, or harm reduction. I'm not quite sure what the expression is. But, you know, of like, okay, you really need to look after you now. I'm not saying to have a big party at your house, but pick a friend and have fun. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, yeah, definitely, 
um, I'd say some people as well had that fear because even this week, whenever I saw like some more restrictions coming in, my oh. brain just instantly kind of got a little bit scared. And I was like, no, yeah. don't do it. Just, you know, you're just kind of scared of what's to come. And but yeah, me too. I actually turned off. I actually didn't, I didn't realize until this week how many news things I had on Facebook. I had like different newspapers and stuff. And I actually just turned them off because I was me like, too. you know what? I don't care right now. And and not in like um a childish, I don't care way, but I was like, I actually can't take in this information yeah. right now. You know, and the only really big, I guess, because I'm an essential worker, I will keep going to my practice in Blarney or I will keep meeting people online, you know, whatever people need. The window is open. Do people can wear masks or hand sanitizer, wear a hazmat suit if you want to. I don't care, <laughs> you know, but go yes. to therapy if you need therapy. You know, the only information I really need to know is, and I will get that from the school, is, is the school going to stay open? Yeah, you know, and I will get that from the school. I don't need to that coming in my news feed. Like I've got, um, I, 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 I love cats and I love puppies. <laughs> That's what my news feed is filled with. Exactly, <laughs> like really daft things and the Bake Off and you know stuff to kind of keep the mind because the mind yep. literally does. Like when I was in therapy, like uh, not last Friday, the Friday before, I just I had this realization. I said I'm consuming too much negative stuff. Because it's like it was just in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, very watch, watch what the input is. Yeah, definitely very relatable. Um, I got this app like a few months ago, so you can put in different websites and different topics that you don't want to appear or that you don't want to just like type it in. You know how your brain just yeah. types in a news website and goes to it without even thinking. So yeah. it like blocks you from doing it. It's so good. <laughs> well, that's great, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's a really good idea because yeah. sometimes, and this stuff is habit, you know, and 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 it is hard. To, I mean, I know people have facts about do something 50 times and the habit's broken. And I don't know. I don't know about that kind of stuff uh, just because it's not my expertise. It's not that I doubt it, but I think um, that would be a great thing. That'd be a great yeah. way to avoid that. And it's amazing. I was amazing myself how many times it was actually blocking me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was going to look at stuff and then I was like, oh, great. Uh-uh. Not letting me. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny, isn't it? Because it's so hard to be objective for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and there is so much to remember. I mean, look, it's only just after 10 in the morning and already, you know, for me getting three kids out the door, it was a really full on morning. One didn't want to go. One tried to kill her brother. Do you know there was loads happening? So it's very hard to then remember. You kind of go into automatic autopilot of like, oh, I'll just sit and go on my phone for a bit. And you really have to, to think about it, oh, but not look at that. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny, this is us as adults. So I wonder how it is for the kind of teenagers who have phones and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and the young adults. It's hard. Yeah, it's like really impulsive, isn't it? You just you just do these yeah. things with it. Yeah. So tell yeah. me about your wonderful self-care planner oh yeah it's so, so cool it, yeah would well, you know what it like all through the lockdowns I was like oh how can I help you know I've met I, I've been so lucky over the last 15 years I've met 
I was trying to think, I guess it's hundreds of people. I mean, thousands sounds a little dramatic, but it might be. I don't I don't know. I've met hundreds of people and I've been so lucky to sit in front of them and be part of their change, you know, and see, OK, you know, you, now you have a life that is in balance. And it's possible, you know, it's possible to simplify your life and figure out, well, what do I need? You know, because a lot of the time we ask ourselves, what do I want? But this diary helps people answer the question, what do I need? Mm-hmm. You know, and if we can answer that question, what do I need? Then we put ourselves as number one in our lives. And that's what our children need. You know, so that's so that's what this diary does. It walks people through the process of understanding your mind, figuring out what you need mm-hmm. and how to schedule that into your week. Um, so the the diary, there's like it's an actual place to write down Yep. what you what, what you need to remember to do in your days and your weeks and all mm-hmm. that but it's also like a little guide for me as to how to organize things and there's QR codes that you can scan and there's captioned videos from me um, explaining a little bit more about how to go with the flow how to create a plan what to do when that plan doesn't work uh and I think the most important I mean I think all of it's important but for me one of the really important bits is to consider who you spend your time with because it's so funny often in life we're just we go about and we hang out with people and that's fine but sometimes we're with people who don't cheer us on and we don't realize we're doing it but it's so important to surround yourself with people who cheer you on people who are honest with you as well but people who want the best for you You know, and sometimes we can find ourselves in situations maybe with friends, kids, friends, mums or dads or I I don't know, you know, who who you think, oh, I I don't know if I fit in here. I I don't know if this is the right group for me. And that's okay. Yep. But be be with people who cheer you on. So that's what it's about. Definitely. Sometimes you can find yourself being around some people and then you come away from it and you're just thinking, I don't feel so good about myself or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's kind of not about them. It's not like a finger pointing thing. Again, it's just taking responsibility mm-hmm. and being like, oh, I don't need to be with them. Mm-hmm. And, and and even even little things like I used to do. It's not little. It's a big thing. I used to do Tai Chi and um, it's when the kids were younger, but it was more tiring for me going to the Tai Chi and coming back because it started at eight o'clock at night. Um, and what I needed to do was just to lie on the sofa and not go to Tai Chi. But in my mind, I was like, I need to do something. I need yeah. to do something which is like stereotypically good. You know, people say Tai Chi is good. I'm going to do Tai Chi. So the diary helps us kind of, you know, figure out, well, well, what do I actually need? Do I need to be doing something or do I need to just rest? Yes. You know, so well, that's it. That can be such a tricky thing, can't it? Like that yeah. feeling of always needing to be doing something yeah (laughs) yeah I think so and it's really hard to dial down Mm. but once you get into the swing of dialing it down god it's amazing you know (laughs) (laughs) then you're nearly the other way I should be doing more with my life you know (laughs) but I think now you know with the internet we're so lucky that this like I remember when I had my first son actually when I had my first two kids I didn't have a smartphone I mean I guess they were around but I just Mm. never got one and it was so much simpler. I would sit up at night and I would feed them and I'd read my, my book or my magazine or whatever. 
And then when I got my, when I had my third, there was all this information available to me, which was great, but it was too much. I, I found it hard to kind of switch off and just figure out what is what. And it's almost the same with well-being. There's so much out there to do, you know, and, and each professional, and rightly so, each professional believes that what they do is brilliant. Yeah. But it's up for us as individuals to figure out, well, what do I need? You know, like for me, I go to therapy every two weeks. I, I go to Pilates once a week. And, you know, at the moment I'm thinking, do I need acupuncture or do I need a massage? I know I need something, you know, but it's figuring that out. Okay. Well, what do I need? What can I afford? What do I have time for? You know, rather than just committing to stuff. And then the commitment can be really overwhelming. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but I paid for this six weeks thing. So I should go when actually sometimes we just can't, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. It's just kind of organizing like what you really, really do need and and how you can achieve it without stressing yourself out, basically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, this is what we want to teach our kids as well. Yeah. You know, and the best way to teach our children isn't through sitting down and explaining to them, this is how you organize your life. It's mm-hmm. by by being committed to not having this life that's like, you know, like a Disney fairy tale, but just by being committed to keeping moving forward mm-hmm. and, and figuring it out. That's the thing that's really important. Yeah. You know? Showing showing them you doing it like in your yeah. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that you're prepared to just figure it out and give it a go and change and adapt yeah. and, you know, rather than being totally rigid. Exactly, because God knows when you have kids, especially nothing that you plan goes exactly the way you planned it. (laughs) No, 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 it does not. No, no. I remember when my daughter was little, she going to crash on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think it was. And every Sunday night she got conjunctivitis. You know, I don't know what happened and for about six months, you know, it was just crazy. So oh, well, I have to change that then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to change the things, but you're like, just do it and it will be better after you've done it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That Let go. Through that resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, I've got my diary and I just cannot wait to start using it. It's just. Oh, I'm so pleased. It's so lovely. And it's like, it's as you say, it's got the QR codes and everything. And so it's not just the journal, the diary, it's like a mini program within there as well to kind of help oh, you along. It's so cool. That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> so uh, lastly, on our little list of questions today, I have got, who is your mumspiration? If you have a mumspiration or... Oh, can I think about it for a oh, minute? God, take your time. Um, I want to. I want to think of someone, uh, like a famous person or anybody. Famous person in somebody in your life, somebody who anybody on this planet. Oh, do you know? I, I honestly think like loads of my mum friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, honestly don't think I could just pick one. Of course, but but I just like I learned so much from I learned so much from everyone that I meet. You know, whether it's through my work or or through my friends, I'm always inspired by like, oh, that, oh so that's how you do that, you know, and, and oh, oh, okay. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always amazed at the personal stuff that people are overcoming to, to keep moving forward in their parenting. Yeah. You know, and I love as well. I mean, I know that might sound a bit therapy chat. 
but I also just love like you know when moms are just like getting on with it do you know do you know like I remember when our kids used to go swimming I had two of them swimming and I just it was just like the one thing I hated was taking them swimming and of course they have to go for years until they learn to swim and it was so hot and it was so sweaty for me in the pool uh well not in the pool but waiting for them and then you'd have the towels at the end and then like you know their sock would be in a wet pile and then the kid would be going bananas because they have no sock and they won't put their shoe on you know and they would just be like this changing room of moms and dads just all dealing with the same crap you know (laughs) they're all just like (laughs) heads down getting on with it and it's just so cool to be part of and it's so cool to see everyone just doing it in their own way and yeah 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 that's fine that's fine and I think there's something just really amazing about it you know I love that if that's okay, I hope that's not a cop out of an answer. No, I'll text you later if I do think of anyone who's like stand out, you know. But I, I just think everyone I meet, I'm always amazed by, and I've learned so much from, and I'm really grateful for that as well. Yeah, and that's a that's an answer that's kind of going through a lot of the episodes. Like, there's not just one, you know, yeah. mom that people are pinpointing. It's like so many different moms that they see around them and parents around them for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think- no. I love that it's making me it's actually you're taking me back now I'm thinking back to like being in the changing rooms of the swimming pool oh. and my mom trying to get us ready <laughs> yeah I mean what a stress so I mean, swimming swimming was always like I, I didn't mind other things but swimming was always my thing that I was like I just can't stand this yeah you know but like I did it and it was just it was all me it was just really stressful that's all and then, um, you know, now the kids are older, they dress themselves, they get changed themselves. But I remember taking them when I, taking them for a swim and me for a swim at the same time. And I'm really bad with cold. You know, I'm one of these people, like I'm always wrapped up really cozy. And then so we'd come out of the pool and like, you know, you have to put the towel on them first and shower them and wash them and dress them first. And I'd be so cold. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and oh. you know? I'm just, oh, so cold change. It's okay, guys. Because then, of course, if I was cold, they were like, you know, Arctic ice cold. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, I so get post, that. Post traumatic stress. <laughs> <laughs> my my soon my soon to be sister in law has taken on the the role of taking the kids to the pool, and I am like, yes, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'll pay you. I'll yeah. pay you mine as well, do you know. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's funny, isn't it? The things that we just find really hard. Yeah. I know. Who'd have thought? I know. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. It's been so nice. And I could really just, again, another guest that I could talk to all day long instead of going back to my children yeah (laughs) well well you know yeah no thank you so much for having me jenna it's been amazing thank you so much thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode please follow us on instagram at hiccup pod for news and updates check out www.irishmamabice.ie slash hiccup and don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast streaming app